So the big question is this. How do the best recruiters and recruitment business owners ride the highs and lows of recruitment whilst ensuring they remain at the top? How do they stay consistent? How do they manage their time? How do they cultivate the correct mindset? And what are the best recruiters and recruitment businesses doing differently? These are the questions that all recruiters want to know the answers to. This is the podcast where I have real and honest conversations with some of the most talented recruitment professionals globally to uncover all their secrets. My name is Hisham Azuz. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. This podcast is sponsored and supported by my good friends at Hunted. Last year, Hunted helped over 300,000 recruiters all across the world. They're dedicated to improving not just the industry, but your place within it. If you want to be a better recruiter, have more resilience, see greater success in your recruitment career, or simply change jobs or country, then you need to check out hunted.com. I'd love you to check it out and let me know what you think. Good morning, everyone, and um, thank you for joining us today. So. For the first time ever, been doing this for a few weeks now. Um, Oli Amos, which is uh, one of the panelists, he's having a bit of some technical issues, so so do bear with. Um, he should join us uh, shortly. But um, look, firstly, thank you all for joining us. Um, just a bit of a bit of housekeeping, so all of you know how you can get involved and in, engage with us and, and the panelists. So Oli should be just coming in now in a sec, actually. So first things first, as Sam's message, Afghan's message, you guys can can chat in there and, and talk in there in the, in the public chat. And then the other thing to, to keep an eye on and to use is to the right of you at the top as well, you'll see Q&A. So you'll see that I put in there, ask your questions here. Um, at any point when we're talking, when we're discussing things, feel free to submit your questions and what you'll also be able to do is click upvote on the questions that you want to be asked and I'll make sure they get answered. So let's just start with some introductions, guys, and hopefully Ollie will join us, bless him. Um, <laughs> but Rihanna, let's start with you. If you could let everyone know who you are, what you do, and um, then Charles will go to you. Yeah, thank you. Um, and... Hello to everyone that's publicly uh, sending their messages. It's interesting to see somebody in from Tokyo. So that's it. Uh, yeah, I know, Sam. Cool. Sam, thank you for joining us. Super cool. <laughs> um, and Ollie's going to join us from London, but he can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so thanks, everyone, for joining uh, and for the intro, uh, Hisham. So I work for Finley James, um, and I am a billing manager. So I manage a team of three, uh, four including myself at the moment. Um Finley James, as a business, place sales and marketing professionals into <clears> the technology sector across the UK, EMEA, and the US. So we've got an cool. office here in the UK, and Manchester is our headquarters, and we've got some people in the ground over in San Francisco and New York. So that's predominantly what we do. Perfect. And Charles? Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm Charles. I work for Austin Fraser. Um, I've been in recruitment now for uh, just, just under seven years, so just for uh, six well, according to my LinkedIn, it's six years and eight months to be precise. Wow. So, um, <laughs> and that has gone like, as you can imagine, super, super quick. But um, so I started at the bottom from trainee and then up, uh, now up to the point where I'm a contracts manager for Austin Fraser. So my team is, uh, we're a team of six in total. So I manage five. Um, we're a contracts team, obviously, uh, within the tech space, um, primarily at the moment based out of Reading um, with a view to kind of be landing more permanently in London uh, at some point in the, point. in the future. <laughs> cool. Thank you, Charles. And um, Ollie, look, we can we can see you. There's um, 40 plus people with us right now, just to let you know. But can can you hear us okay, Ollie? I think I can hear you. Can you hear me at all? Yeah, yeah, all good. Yeah. So if you, if you could just do a quick intro, Ollie, to let everyone know sort of who you are, people that you manage um if you're a perm contract recruiter and then we'll we'll get going yeah absolutely mate. so perm recruiter uh 
across marketing and digital, um, everything in terms of financial services world and kind of moving into the fintech space and all that kind of stuff. Um, been in recruitment for about seven years, been at Three Search for the last five of those, coming up my five year anniversary there. Um, joined the business pretty small um, and then kind of helped them, them grow that business out. Now manage a team of six people, um, all in London, but recruiting kind of nationally and then a little bit more in the states as well but yeah so hopefully that kind of gives you gives you what you need yeah that's perfect um amazing and as i said ollie don't if you if you crash out anything don't stress like just come back and we'll um we'll deal with it all right so what what i'd like to to start with guys just just to set the scene for everyone is how how have you found things over the last couple of weeks um charles i'm gonna start with you how how have you found things mate what's been going on in your world uh, well, I think um, rapidly changing is probably how I'd sum it up. Um, so we like we're, we're quite fortunate. Like as a business, um, our CEO and the board kind of made us all effectively mobile anyway, so that we had the kind of infrastructure in place that anyone could work anywhere. So I guess the only thing was like when when this all kind of kicked off was like, okay, well, how are we going to perform with everyone working remote and what you know the stress test is uh, stress tests on the systems and everything like that and that's obviously worldwide because we've got offices in germany as well as america so um i think like maybe to start with we probably we we knew that this was obviously going to be a big thing but i think realistically it's just been ever evolving changing um and i think we're just having to adapt as we go um I think okay. there's a bit of a bit of an acceptance piece that maybe we're we don't have all the answers, so and that's okay. Um, but we're all in this together, kind of mentality. I think is probably where, where we're at right now. So cool, love that, mate. And Rihanna, have you found it? Obviously, I know when we spoke, you obviously live on your own, right? So how, how have you find, found it? Yeah, it's uh, it, it's been an interesting one. Um, but yeah, be isolating by myself, working from home, uh, only being able to communicate with people sort of by video is uh, is completely different. But um, it's something that I think everyone's just getting used to now. It's sort of just mm. what life is, isn't it? Um, mm. Because we recruit into the tech market, it's also an industry that's still doing quite well throughout this whole situation. So I'm quite fortunate in the way that I am still recruiting for a lot of clients and actually the majority, uh, well, a big proportion of what we'd normally recruit for is reduced dramatically given the circumstances. And I think that's quite normal across the board. So without sounding too general, it's just a really interesting situation to have to try and get your head around and working remotely and trying to motivate pe- motivate people remotely. Mm. Um, but generally it's just been a it's been a bit of a whirlwind last couple of months, to be honest, because you start off thinking, yeah, it's only going to be a couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. So. And now we're sort of eight, nine weeks deep, probably going to be another couple of months. So it's just a it's just a life we're all going to have to adapt to, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, without sounding too general, I think everybody's probably in the same boat, really. As cool. No, that, that's good just to set the scene for everyone, I guess. So the, the first question that I wanted to, to start with, I think this podcast is all about creating a place where we can have open honest conversations about the the um working in recruitment right so the the first question that really stood out to me was from um sean kennedy and it was basically um he basically asked what what's been your toughest challenge as a leader um during this period and and how have you dealt with it let's just sort of start there because i think right now a lot of people may think that the challenges they're facing they're facing them alone but i know that a lot of people going through what they're going through so what what maybe start with you, Rihanna? What what have you found most dif- difficult, and um, how, how have you pushed through? Uh, from a leadership perspective, yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm in a position now where my team are furloughed. Um, the main challenge for me, sort of the first month of being in lockdown and having to manage remotely, um, my team are quite inexperienced. So my most experienced person on my team was only sort of six months in. Oh wow doing very very well but my other two people in my team were sort of three months and maybe a month after that so it was it's very difficult to one dedicate as much time as you need to people that are relatively new to the business um I think time is the main issue because in the office you can quite literally swing around to someone's desk and spend two three minutes with them to show them how to do something yeah 
chats, still trying to get people up to speed. Um, it was pretty much half an hour to an hour at a time, screen sharing, showing people how to do things. And it's it's just quite time consuming. Um, and I felt like I wasn't dedicating enough time to people in sort of their learning and development needs, to be honest. That was my main challenge. But all the general things sort of trying to keep people motivated, ensuring that people's mental health was still in sort of a positive environment when they're working remotely, working from home, don't have a team around them. Sure. Um, so yeah, to try and keep people motivated and actually just to say, everybody's in this together and there's no sort of right or wrong answer at the moment, but we just need to see that you're doing as much as you can. Um, yeah. So that was probably, that's probably the main challenge. But like I said, I, I miss my team a lot. Uh, if any yeah. of you are here, I hope you are. Um, <laughs> Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's I am I am quite fortunate, I suppose, in some ways that I'm now just being an individual contributor, but very much looking for yeah. The team. So I think just just for everyone's context, then Rihanna, yeah. So furloughed your team, as you said. So for so for what the last what four weeks, three weeks, you, you've just been focusing on billing and being an individual contributor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Okay. Great to know. And um, Charles, what about you? What what's been the the biggest challenge for you? Yeah. So I mean, I I mean on. So I, I moved into a, a, a non-management bidding role um, uh, quite a while ago now, so about sort of nearly, nearly two years, really. Um, so for me, it's kind of, uh, first of all, like when this all happened, obviously we appreciate like no one really knows how long this is all going to go on for, things like that. So we're, I guess the first thing I wanted to kind of do was maybe when we all went remote and we were all on lockdown was, okay, I really don't want to, kind of completely throw away all the good stuff that makes us a good team because of this. Like I want yeah. to try and obviously I appreciate there's going to be a bit of change and things like that, but fundamentally like keep as much of that as possible, keep the collaboration going, keep the support, um, keep the sharing of ideas. Um, I guess like try, try as our hardest to kind of sort of keep, keep the sort of one-to-one coaching going Um and I think, uh, you know, we were also like at the beginning of lockdown, still still interviewing for people. And we were still kind of in a position where we were like, yeah, we're still going to hire because, you know, if we find good people, we, and we've always been like that. You know, if we find yeah. good people, we'll, we'll make a space for them. So um, I guess so for to start with, um, certainly for the first sort of two, three weeks was probably um, actually like, OK, are my guys OK? Um, yeah kind of taking a little bit back from the job and more about the individual because one of the things one of the challenges is that you we're all individuals and we've all got very different lives out there behind you know our job um i've got i'm, I'm quite fortunate that you know my team are are experienced um i think my my consultant has has, has been with us uh, probably about a year and a half now um and then i've got seniors and principals in there so um it's more about them as individuals and making sure they're okay. And um, I've got one has got kids. Um, one is on a, in a flat on her own. Um, others have only just moved in with their partners, like after never living with them before, which, you know, that could be a bit of a testing situation. Um, yeah. So I think, like, straight away, like, people first, are you guys okay? Like, checking in, doing all that. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And then I think it kind of sort of then moved into more like, okay, well, like I said, I don't want this to be, I don't want to be different to how I am in the office. Uh, sure. So I'm not, I'm not micromanaging. I think Carl's mentioned it in there in terms of yeah. the difference between and like, I definitely want people to know I'm there for them. So it, it, it kind of turned into more of like, okay, strategic kind of slots throughout the week. Yeah. That and that's have. what I've seen, Rihanna, you were talking about, right? Because you mm. could just swing by the chair, but now it's like, actually, we've got to book in a Zoom call mm. or something like that. So it's interesting that. Mm. Okay. So how, okay. So you've then had to work out, yeah, specific times where you do certain things yeah, and yeah. people got dedicated time. Yeah. I think, I think, and people, people like that because they know it's like, okay, cool. Well, this is my time with you yeah. to talk about stuff, but also talk about work, how you're getting on, things like that. Um, I think we also have to manage expectations all around that, that sales are going to be down. We know that. But, okay, if we're not doing the deals, then we need to make sure we're doing everything we can to kind of try and get us there. So actually where we would be celebrating, you know, maybe more around sort of job activity, you know, the 
interviews and, and obviously deals um, maybe we need to kind of scale that back in terms of more around like okay cool well who's actually identified a company that's hiring right now that's actually mm. a massive win celebrating small wins yeah because ultimately like recruitment is is fed by confidence in the market and right now confidence is super low so people naturally go okay cool well we we're actually letting people go we're probably not going to bring anyone else in and you know it's just kind of sort of like actually like really celebrating when you find someone that is hiring um okay. and working with Love them that. That sense. So. all right well we're definitely going to dive into that because there's quite a few questions around um changing sort of the goalposts talking about celebrating small wins stuff like that so we'll definitely dive into that um so i think ollie you can hear us right um i can I, yeah can you hear me cool. Yeah, yeah, we can we can hear you fine, mate. So we're gonna go. For, yeah, Ollie, no stress. So I guess for you, Ollie, what what's been what been some of the biggest challenges for you, mate, over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I think just kind of catching the back of, uh, of what Rihanna and Charles are saying. It, it it really is the motivational piece. Um, mm. I think we're all really used to working in kind of you know pretty vibrant offices. Culture is really really important for everybody and. And then Rihanna said, you know, kind of going over to people's desk and doing that bit is a big part of how we all manage people. Um, mm. And that for me has been without doubt one of the hardest things is you lose that connection in that side of things. Um, so I think that's definitely the toughest piece. And then, you know, everybody's running what are successful, hopefully successful recruitment teams. So people are used to winning and doing well and, and kind of hitting, hitting their targets and that kind of thing. And I think you just need to adjust expectations um and mm. charles was saying that you, know, you start celebrating much smaller wins um so you know where you know you, you start move away from celebrating yeah well you celebrate more so i suppose when any job's on and, and things like that but really start celebrating you know just getting quality shortlists out where we can or quality volume or just you know feeling like you've achieved something good in the day um okay. just keeping positivity i think is without doubt the hardest thing Okay, awesome. And look, um, Ollie, we can all hear you okay, right? So don't don't stress, all, all good. So I guess j- j- let's just segue straight into this then. It was one of the questions that I wrote down. Charles, you were touching it, and, and Rihanna, maybe this has changed slightly for you when you've had to structure your day on focusing on yourself and things like this. But one of the questions um, which was submitted by Chris Bennett was pretty much around this. It was, I'd really like to know what team daily setups are. Ultimately, how you're now structuring your days. You're talking about the slots, how how your sort of normal weeks now look. Um, how often are they speaking to their teams and using what tech? So, Rihanna, maybe you can start, maybe obviously as you were segueing and um, your team's segueing into furlough or whatever. But like, how what does your sort of normal day or week look like now? How have you structured it? So um, from a technology perspective, we're using Teams, which has worked really well. Um, And obviously Zoom um, for the video meetings. Uh, When when I did have my team here, what we're still doing now with the the wider team that I still at Finley James um, is, to be honest, there's never going to be a right or wrong answer for this question. Yeah, sure. So I think pe- people just want to know what other, how other people are structuring their day and stuff like yeah. that. No, I was doing um, individual calls into my team in the morning to understand mm. plans, how they got on the previous day, um, what their plans are for the day, essentially. So before nine o'clock, it was a call into each individual um, to ask. Oh, if to they make sure they got out of bed as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, then it was a nine o'clock t- uh, video meeting with the whole team. Yeah. Uh, talk about and share like ideas, what's working well, what's not working so well. Mm. So it was individual calls in the morning, followed straight after by a team video call, and then another team video call uh, in the afternoon session. So we always have sort of five, 10 minutes as okay. a team uh, twice a day. So in the morning and the afternoon. And that seemed to work really well. And it was actually something that we all looked forward to as well. Um, mm. And we sort of played maybe some games in the video calls or whatever it may be to keep up a bit of positivity as well and not just keep it all, always the same. All but, that, yeah. Um, I, like I mean, that. in terms of communication and structuring my day, it was speak to each individual in the morning and then two video calls, five, 10 minutes every day. And then of course it was training sessions in between that if anybody needed any assistance or support. Mm. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. I think what, one of the things that Charles asked you the same in a sec, but one of the um things that i heard recently with one of my clients is that what he does with his team is he'll um at the end of the video catch-up session what you do he'll he'll get everyone to share like a highlight of their day 
which I think is a just a really cool and nice thing to do as well, which isn't just about work and how many calls you made and all that uh, sort of stuff. Um, Charles, what what have your sort of days, weeks been looking like and how have you structured it in terms of communicating to your team and stuff like that? Yeah, so I think, um, like, like I said, I was keen to kind of make sure that, you know, we didn't suddenly completely flip on our head like what's actually brought us success before. So, um, you know, people talk about like KPIs, for instance, and I think like that's where, for instance, me as a manager can maybe sort of review, okay, cool, where's an area that maybe we need to kind of focus a bit more on as a team um, and make it less about numbers and more about outcomes and, and wins off that. So, and that's kind of always been the mentality. I've never really kind of been a stickler for the, okay, this number of sales calls, this number, you know, things like that. Yeah. I think it's actually more about, okay, cool. Well, if you're working really hard and you're getting some really cool outcomes and, you know, you can quantify that and you can tell me about it, then I'm okay with that. Um, <clears throat> I think um, obviously when you start working remotely, it's like, okay, cool. Well, I can't see it. I can't feel it. I have to kind of sort of, okay, well, how do I, how do I actually sort of monitor that or, or kind of make sure if someone is just talking a good game and what it's kind of looking <laughs> like, I think it's kind of actually kind of, sort of making it a bit more competitive. So yeah, look, you know, maybe it can be something around like who can get the most CVs out and things like that. Just actually more born out of a bit of a pride thing. Because like I said, like fundamentally, if we're not going to be doing deals, then we need to kind of demonstrate that we're doing all we can to try and create those opportunities and things like that. And um, so I just, I, I guess like being mindful of kind of, you know, what kind of key activities we know that bring success that we're we're aware of and that we are keeping an eye on so that people can help that sort of manage their day um we've never as a team like had you know as many catch-ups as probably we are now so that's probably a bit different however so when do you do yours charles and do you do so, is it a similar sort of structure so to doing, yeah so what we're doing now is like in the monday uh, in the morning sorry um every morning um it's an hour with the, all of us Okay. Um, and everyone brings to the table their their biggest wins and real successes. Like maybe, like I said, it's a company that's hiring, or it's a target client we've identified, new managers we've connected with, things like that. And then it's um, like I said, allotted kind of catch ups with the guys one to one throughout the week. Because I was okay. conscious that I didn't want it to be like all the time. Like people need to get on with yeah. their job. Like how how, you know, how long are those catch ups typically, Charles? So. They're spaced out for up to an hour, but typically okay. they're, they're they're driven very much by the by the consultant. So if okay, they only cool. need twenty minutes, then that's cool. Um, yeah, and, and obviously because I've got some principals, some uh, you know a consultant, a senior, they're all at different levels. Where okay, I might be a little bit more around um, nitty gritty with the consultant level, where we're sort of looking into the you know the information a bit more, yeah. and, and actually like there and then live offering guidance and things like that just just oh. looking at okay cool we're going to get we're going to identify opportunities so let's make sure we're maximizing every opportunity right now we've got and, that, and that's where i can really add value i think in that kind of situation kind of stepping okay. back a bit and helping cool like that and then obviously last but not least ollie you want to add anything to that how have you been structuring communicating to your team obviously you said sort of one of the biggest challenges for you has been motivating your team so how how, how many times are you speaking to your teams on a daily or weekly basis? Yeah, kind of reasonably similar in that we have we have kind of a 9am setup call every day. Um, I'd, I'd say 50% of that is just a bit of a general chit chat and having a bit of a laugh. Um, yeah. I think we're, we're one of those teams, that, you know, we'll, we'll get, get to the office pretty early, sit and have a you know, cup of tea, a bit of breakfast and have a chit chat. And I've always been quite keen to not lose that yeah. um, and keep that kind of cultural piece going. Um, and then we'll have a, similar thing to you know a, a kind of towards the end of the day talk about any successes talk about any challenges any challenge uh, anything that we need help with i suppose um and then again it's just being constantly open to the consultants picking up the phone and, and giving me a call if they need me so trying to avoid just over communicating you know, specific... that yeah yeah exactly so like um not you know not having like a zoom call booked in necessarily but like have just a you know if you need me just give me a call um yeah and then we've got a whatsapp group with my team going 
constantly so if there's little things or little questions or you know seeing something helpful is sharing it with the group and then letting everybody dive in with the answer as well so it's not okay. just all coming from me it's coming from coming up with their own solutions and cool. um, i'm pretty fortunate to have a really driven team so the motivation piece kind of comes from all of us um mm. but yeah it's all kind of digging deep i suppose okay cool well hopefully that helps some of you guys in terms of thinking about how you're structuring and communicating to your team so let charles you've obviously touched on it quite a bit um i'd love to get rihanna and ollie your thoughts um and, and it was a question that come up quite a lot so I'll, I'll quote two people sorry if i pronounce this wrong um z z salt i'm sorry if i pronounce that uh, wrong but basically that that question was any changes in regards to goals or targets you have set for your team for them to keep feeling they are succeeding to keep them motivated um, and then, and um, if so, what are those? And then the question by Louise Gilmore was, given the current market um, hiring has naturally slowed down, do you believe that consultants' daily targets should double in order to achieve the same results we are used to, right? So um, so I guess, like you've been talking about, Charles, but maybe Rihanna, one of the things that came out, to give you some context, one of the things that came out of a, um, a live podcast we did a couple of weeks ago was one of the managers changed um, the sort of typical objectives of um, number of sales calls, new business calls to clients and flip that to focus on um, call times rather than like really look at that. So I guess obviously making you feeling like you've hit your targets or you've got something to drive towards obviously helps with the motivation. But what what have you sort of changed or different um, activities you've looked at that's, that have helped with that? Yeah, um, I mean, I think what what we decide what we did as a business is essentially we just monitored more on managing the controllables more than anything. Mm. Um, so you can't really manage and you can't really assess in advance how many interviews you're going to arrange, for example, because you don't know what the market's going to be like or whether yeah. clients are fully and totally committed at the moment and are prepared to interview or whether they're just saying it. So what we sort of set as normal KPIs for the week is something that we can control. So whether it's a certain amount of messages that are going out to prospective candidates or whether mm. it's candidates that are registered, because they are some things that you can control really at this stage in this type of climate. Whereas, like I said, you can't really control the revenue that you're yeah. at the moment or even a pipeline um, because you don't know at what point a client is just going to say, actually, no, I can't. I can't do this completely, mm. and I, I'm I'm not going to be committed to taking on this candidate, even to the point of interviewing them. So, yeah, we I mean we changed our measurables based on something that can be controllable. So it was the outreaches. So how many people you're going to prospect or contact mm. per week, um, and how many candidates are you going to commit to sort of interviewing and registering on our database per week? Mm. We felt like that was fair. Obviously, if the interviews follow, great, and if the revenue and the deals follow, then that's awesome. But I think, um, yeah, based on the manageable control, uh, the KPIs, that really that's mm. what we did. No, I absolutely. I know obviously a lot of people give that advice: control the controllables, but that it that really just. Um, take some weight off your shoulders when you really recognize that and realize that I think that's a great way to then filter into KPIs that's completely right because and then you can communicate to your team and other people that they are in complete control of reaching these and these outcomes yeah. so I really love that that you put those two together that that's awesome um Ollie what about you what what sort of things have you sort of maybe had to change that typically um would be um you'd be measuring them differently if the circumstances um were different anything to add to that yeah yeah i think it's, it's quite similar in that it's you want to measure on things that people can control um yeah you know if you're looking at putting incentives in and targets and it needs to be something that consultants can actually go out and achieve um and i think you know the point around kind of doubling certain targets and stuff i think it's it's the right thing to do in certain areas but not in others you ha you know haven't all of a sudden got a ton of you know a ton more time in your day but yeah we absolutely need to be chasing things harder um pushing harder and driving harder but it needs to be in the right places um i think that's really important and i think that will continue as well as you know we've we've all got kpis and targets set when we were back in the office that were based mm. on previous results and previous delivery and i think you know 
depending on how long this goes on for, I think that will probably become the case again, where you go, look, well, you know, over the last eight weeks so far, this is what people have been delivering. So that's what we're now going to start basing targets on. And, you know, that becomes the new, that's a good thing, that's a bad thing, that's, you know, you've hit your target. Um, but I think that still needs to remain for the foreseeable future around controllables. Okay, cool. Really like that. Charles, anything to add, mate? I know you've already sort of touched on it, but anything to add that sort of helps you manage your teams in terms of looking at certain uh, outcomes? Yeah, I, ju- I, ju- I just think, um, again, like expectations are, right? The goal is right now, cool. People might not be hiring right now. Um, clients that we know and love might not be hiring right now. However, like use this time more than ever than we have done to build those relationships because yeah. nine times out of 10, that's where our business comes from, actually. It doesn't come from cold calling and things like that. It does come from those relationships. And it's like, use this as an opportunity to build those relationships now so that, you know, six months time, maybe when, you know, this all, this all is behind us, we can, you can capitalize on that. You know who you're calling and they're actually going to know you now more than be like, who's this at the end of the So how, how can you measure that though? As a manager, how can you, do you not mean how, if I turn around to you and say, Charles, yeah, I've built some really good relationships today. Okay. Yeah. So, the, I mean? so again, it comes back to how you, you organize your database. Um, so okay. I think like, so with regards to like we use Bullhorn, for instance, like all, all the consultants and their managers, um, part of the expectation is that they're all uh, organized in terms of where they sit on uh, ultimately a hierarchy of, you know, potential sort of business development. So are yeah. we already posting with them? Are they people that maybe we've had jobs with but not placed with to, to ultimately target clients that mm. we're saying, right, okay, cool, these are the people in the next three to six months that we're going after. We know who they are. We know the decision yeah. making. And again, like during your catch-ups, you can quite quickly kind of look at that as something. All right, okay, so look at the information. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, we get such good information, but then it's lost and we, we forget where we put it and things like that. And it's like, this is such a good way of like being like, okay, cool. Right. Where's your go-to list of people that, you know, back then told you that now is going to be their mm. time. So okay. um, I think like if you come out at the end of this, maybe you haven't done as many deals as you would have done, but you've got a real slick database of like clients that, you know, know you and you know when they're going to hire then that's that's a massive win and that's a huge pipeline so okay all right cool interesting i guess j- just as we're on this before we um move on um ask you the next question yeah maris has just put so yeah are like are you targeting yourself maybe or your team on on the billings deals wise right now or is it just strictly the, the things you can control like do, do you i don't know do you have monetary targets in place right now either any of you guys yeah, take that. Cool. We we still have those targets in place. Uh, okay. I think it's it's important. You know, we're all ultimately we're all revenue driven, money driven individuals, or you know, you'd, you'd hope so at least. Um, I think people still need to have that to work towards with stuff they've got in process and that kind of thing. I think you just need to adjust that per consultant, and you know, depending on what pipeline they've got on. Um, but yeah, I think it's important still that people have got a target around revenue. Okay, cool. Anything to add? Rihanna or Charles, or is it obviously? Do you still have a monetary target in place for your guys? Yeah, so we still have revenue targets as normal. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. nothing too much to add to that, to be honest. Yeah, KPIs yeah. have slightly shifted, but revenue targets still remain the same. Still there, cool. All right, so j- just on on this topic, um, obviously, recruit recruiters, the industry are, are renowned for um, the incentives. Right. And these things typically involve obviously a lot of drinking normally, but lunch clubs, going to eat in nice places, holidays. So quite a few questions that come through. Um, one from uh, Angerad. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong again. But um, basically the question was, how are you incentivizing your teams remotely, replacing things like lunch clubs, etc.? So wh- how have we found that and, and what are you guys doing on, on that front? Charles, maybe you could take that one first. Like, how are you incentivizing your team? Uh, so, I mean, to be, to be transparent around sort of where we're at, when, when obviously tough decisions have to be made uh, within the business, we have to look at realistic expectations for what sales are going to be like. Um, okay. We're, we're, we're probably looking to kind of 
potentially that might be 50% of where it, where it should be. Um, yeah. And our CEO kind of quite quickly said, right, okay, fundamentally the biggest thing for us is people first and looking after as many people yeah. as we can. So obviously that meant there was some furloughing. There was also some sort of salary sacrifice, things like that. People are still going to be earning commission. And I think like, I think from our point of view, things like incentives, um, obviously travel, everything like that is basically like, well, that's straight away. That's where we're going to save to save people's jobs and things like that. So we have yeah, to kind yeah. of go into this kind of sort of realm. Um, I think from, from my point of view, um, I mean, there was talk around we tried sort of maybe like incentivizing people with like deliveroos and things like that. <laughs> and, nice. and, uh, That's not a bad but, idea. But, but to be honest, like I think, I mean, I'm really fortunate, and I think we are like the people that have, are are with the business now. We're all we're all in it for the long haul. We get it. Like this is this is we don't necessarily need incentivizing beyond the fact that look, we get commission if we do deals still. There are some companies out there that aren't even paying their people commission. So, um, you know, I think, you know, when it comes to how we manage our people, um, someone's raised the point there about how do you deal with someone with kids and things like that. It's like, we're we're flexible with people, you know, we're offering people so much like that, you know, we want to help them through this as well and and be with us at the end of this. Um, Yeah. But that's almost an incentive in itself, and maybe that sounds cheesy, but no, I know what you mean. Like, there's people in seriously like tougher positions than maybe even we are. So um, I just kind of feel like with my guys, it's like cool. We're the we're the chosen ones to get us through this. So uh, yeah. we're all kind of you know a bit of a band of brothers mentality, maybe something like that. So no, I love that. I mean, yeah, delivery is definitely isn't the worst <laughs> idea, but I, I get I get what you mean. It's perspective. It's Look, guys, this is this is the journey that we were on, and um, yeah, I mean, hopefully, I'm sure the lunch club when we come back gets to normality will be an absolute cracking one. The first one I'm going to get back. So, I guess anything to add to that, Rihanna? Have you? Yeah, I don't know if there's any been some cool incentives for across Finney James that might be quite cool to share, or mm. what have you guys been doing? Um. Yeah, I mean, just on the back of what Charles was saying, to be honest, as it stands at the moment, there's a limited amount that we can do. Um, and the fact that people still have the jobs and they're still under commission, we're still in a market where we are able to to build sort of revenue and get deals. We're just fortunate. Um, I think not necessarily from an incentive perspective, but we're still having like virtual quizzes uh, with the wider team, like on a... Mm. I haven't got bored of those yet. They are good fun. Yeah, they are good. But um, (laughs) but yeah, like everybody has like a drink and has a virtual quiz. So we all get to catch up with everyone. So it's not necessarily an incentive, but it's definitely something that keeps people like entertained and a bit motivated and definitely from a social perspective. Um, We've also started doing like virtual yoga classes, uh, which is just not something that I would have ever done before, but it's, it's, it's really enjoyable. So um, yeah, we're getting everybody involved in those types of things. And I'm sure it, lunch clubs and stuff like that, they haven't even been mentioned because I don't think people are even thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're, it, there's nothing that anyone can do, so it's not something we can tr- control. But, I mean, there was um, a trip this year to Mexico. It's been postponed and uh, potentially mm. one to New York in October. That's also may or may not going to be postponed. So it's just something that everyone has to understand really at the moment. Mm. But yeah not necessarily from an incentive perspective but definitely from a motivational piece we're doing quizzes we're doing yoga we're doing things mm. like that um we did try to do a virtual curry night but i think that went down, <laughs> didn't go down very well nice. um, but, uh, yeah so things like that yeah no i think i think it's that i mean i don't know about you guys but like when you sort of had maybe a couple of hours just cracking on working on working by yourself and then when you speak to someone if that's on a video call or call them you just feel a a bit more uplifted that you just spoke to another human being and just remember that you're not going through this alone. And, and that really does help. Um, Ollie, anything to add, mate, before I ask you guys another question? I don't know if you've, you've done anything or tried different things that have helped with that on the incentive yeah. side. Pretty, pretty similar, really. I think the last eight weeks for us has just been ultimately trading as hard as we possibly can. Um, and the, we've not really had to incentivize people to do that. I think they, they get kind of where the business at and where the market's at and where we're in a good place. And if we want to keep doing that, you know, we're, we're probably going to have to cut back on some of the bigger expenses in the, the short term. Um, I think we're now at that point as a management group where we've started to look at, you know, 
a plan for the rest of the year as to how we bring incentives back and mm. you know, they're obviously going to have to be different to, to go into the pub for the afternoon and stuff like that but <laughs> it's, it's important that we have that there and we're still rewarding success um, mm. it just changes what that reward is and, and probably what that success is to get there as well but yeah it's, it's certainly something that's on all of our minds to, to start bringing that back in okay so so look ollie let me give you this question um to, to start with so a question i thought is a really interesting one um it's a question from uh frank young which was um is has there have have you made a main change to either work or non-work related that has really helped you adapt to the current situation so, so that could obviously be anything but i don't know if you've changed anything in your sort of weekly routine or daily routine that, that has really helped you either sort of personally or just sort of um professionally yeah i think it's i mean my routine's changed a huge amount with, without having to, to do a pretty big commute every day so i've got a lot more time in my day um i've tried to keep a bit of a routine there but i'd say probably the biggest thing i've tried to do is and this is off the back of noticing that I was just far more productive in the morning than I was in the afternoon. So I've just tried to structure my day quite differently to make sure that I'm doing, you know, maybe the more monotonous things or the more difficult things in the morning. Um, and mm. then I've got all my calls and things like that booked in the afternoon for what I ultimately know I probably will be flagging a little bit and I need a little bit of a pick me up. So, you know, I'll, I'll try and do as many calls as I can in the afternoon because that's what gives me a bit of energy and gets me going a little bit. So yeah, no. that's probably kind of the, the, biggest change that i've made i'd have thought um yeah but i've tried to keep everything as similar as i can you know keep that routine to be honest yeah no that's really interesting rihanna what about you have you changed anything that has been yeah helped you during this tip period out of interest um yeah i think the same as ollie to be honest i've had a lot i have a commute also into london um from Hertfordshire, so i've had a lot more time in the in the mornings and the evenings to um be able to concentrate on work but i suppose it's, it's a difficult one at the moment because it's actually very hard to switch off. Um, yeah. Whereas when you're in the office, it's very easy to sort of get in, set up, start on time um, yeah. and then leave the office by sort of 5.45, 6, 6.30, whatever it is. And by the time you've sort of shut off your computer and you commuted home, you are sort of out of work, really. Yeah. You may or may not check your emails throughout the evening. But at the moment, it's so easy to find yourself. My routine's changed because it's so easy to find myself still on my laptop at eight yeah. nine o'clock in the evening still doing work or um so I think that that's also a challenge because it's something that a lot of people will be struggling with at the moment is you do still have to give yourself that time in the evening to just shut off mm. um, don't feel like you have to work extra hard at the moment you should just be I suppose working extra smart but it's really difficult not to uh, yeah sometimes. definitely I definitely we spoke about this didn't we mm. I, I've definitely found that really difficult have you, have you done anything to try and combat that then? Have you sort of started to put your phone away at a certain time or? Um, no, not really. To be honest, I've, I've started to do more things like outside of work. So um, yeah. I'm cooking from scratch more and I'm going. Love that. Uh, jogging <laughs> like that. I wouldn't have done those types of things before. <laughs> okay. So I'm actually just enjoying the ride. Those are the things that I'm doing, I suppose, in my personal life to be able to help me motivate yeah. myself a little bit more and to be able to just separate work from social as from, opposed yeah. to because I like I said I live by myself and I'm always in my flat so it's it's there's not that division whereas yeah. when you're going from the office to home there's that yeah dist, uh, like distinct totally division. yeah yeah totally yeah. Um, yeah that's awesome but okay no, I haven't really changed much to my day to be honest I structure my day the same I speak to the same clients I identify the same candidates but of course it's just a little bit more challenging due, due to the climate cool Charles Last but not least, what have you have you made any changes that have helped you? Like what what's been going on in your world? Yeah, so obviously from a from a work perspective, so obviously as I mentioned, I was a non-bidding uh, effectively manager, but um, so I was due to have a new starter in July, uh, which was a, a, gra- a part of our graduate program. Um, that starter's was going to be put back, I think, to September. Um, so I kind of took the decision that after probably about a month of with the guys and working the way we have been, there probably there comes a point where it's like, okay, I feel like the guys have got this. Yeah. Um, and my time, like I said, I'm, I'm not interviewing anyone anymore. Like um, the way I work with my boss is that he's, he's like scaled down massively. Like he's catch yeah. up. So I was like, actually I've got more time now, which I can maybe invest back to hopefully bring in some revenue as well. So um, I've essentially, sort of, sorry got back on the phones 
Yeah, yeah, I have to, I have to dust it off. Get the old 32 turn out. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so I've started sort of looking at the market that she's going to be coming into when she starts. Okay, cool. Um, so essentially the way I'm looking at it is the sooner I can kind of get back in a really good state for her, maybe in a position where it's yielding some results, um, you know, maybe That's we could awesome. bring her start date forward, for instance, and things like yeah. that. So there's a bit of an incentive there. But definitely I think the 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 switch off is is a, is a big thing. Um, yeah. I like to always think that I'm always on call, sort of thing. But like, <laughs> you, have to, you have to make time for yourself. Like, whether it's the exercise or um, you know just binging on Netflix, just to kind of yeah. just give you give your brain a bit of a you know bit of distraction, sort of thing. It's really really important for everyone's mm-hmm. well being. So. Definitely. Um, I think, definitely. I think it's, um, it's, I mean, I'm uh, particularly obviously in recruitment and the sort of high standards we go of ourselves. It's, it's easy to be hard on yourself. Right. And I think, and that's what I've done. I'm really quite hard on myself and sometimes you've got to give yourself a bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Um, does that mean you can watch Tiger King all day? I'm not sure, but <laughs> do you know what I mean? You need, you need to, yeah, don't be too hard on yourself. Definitely. Um, so look, guys, what, what I'd love to sort of get your your points on is, look, you've all been in recruitment for, for a good amount of time. Rihanna, you said it, Ollie, you said it, you normally obviously have a, a, a commute. Um, like what what does, I think obviously going into this period, there was way more talks and conversations on flexibility in recruitment, four-day weeks. And obviously, Rihanna, you guys have tried different things in the past to look at this um maybe you have things in place already charles in terms of flexible working but quite a few questions come through just on what what does sort of flexible working in recruitment look like when we start coming back out of this maybe rihanna you could start because i think that's going to be a really interesting uh thing that evolves mm-hmm. i start coming back out of this so i guess obviously maybe no one no one knows but it'd be good just people just want to hear people's thoughts what what do you think sort of flexible working might look like in um recruitment as we sort of start coming back out of this yeah i mean we we're quite fortunate um john and sarah have always supported a a a working from home policy anyway so we have always had that flexibility um i think it will be more so the individuals people will make up their own mind as to whether they can work efficiently from home or whether they are better off in the office so We'll still offer that flexibility of working from home, but people may or may not choose to, to I suppose, do it because a lot of people are more uh, efficient in the office. So I don't know what will change for us, but I suppose industry wide, it will be interested to see companies that didn't think they could support a working from home. I suppose mm. I'd, I'd be interested to hear what other companies do after this because you don't think you can have the infrastructure and you don't think you can have the setup at home, but it's proven that businesses that didn't ever think yeah. they could do that. And if they didn't have that, they would have been forced to do it now, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm. So I, I don't know what will change for us. Um, I'm not too sure when we anticipate being back in the office, but ultimately mm. it will be interesting to see how people, uh, how efficiently people are working from home and whether that continues. Mm. But ultimately we've always had a working from home policy. So it's cool. just a, so, so you haven't you haven't gone back in the office yet and started moving chairs to the each side of the office and put stickers on the floor and stuff like that. You haven't no, done that yet. <laughs> in London, no, I think uh, I think there's talks of that maybe maybe happening in Manchester. Okay. Um, London, not at the moment because of commuting and the tubes and stuff. So it may be yeah. a little bit longer than we anticipate. But um, I did have an anxiety moment the other day thinking that I may have left like an apple or banana in my desk. At, you know, oh, no. London, I'm just <laughs> going on. But uh, yes, um, but I don't, I don't know when, I don't yeah. know what the situation is going to be. It's, it's a Fair really enough. difficult one to assess, but we've always worked from home anyway. So Cool. Okay. Ollie, what about you, buddy? What? Because um, obviously I've... Um, had uh, Joe Curtis on the podcast and when I've been to your office it's really good vibrant energy and and that's a big part of what you guys have over there so what are your thoughts on as you start coming back out of this flexible working and what that might look like yeah so it's a really interesting one for us because I think it's always been a a massive sell point for us as a business in terms of retaining staff and, and also bringing kind of new consultants into the business is social aspect of it and it's a massive bit for people that still work there so yeah I, I do think there'll be probably a bit more of a shift to flexible 
I suppose the flexible side of things, but I don't think we'd ever really want to put something in that's super structured. And I'm not sure from a recruitment perspective how that would work. You know, if I had every Friday off, but a client said, can I meet you on Friday? I know I'd want to be in and meet them. So it's, you know, in such a face-to-face industry, I think you have to have that flexibility. Um, Mm. And that's where, you know, I think you then take that balance of, is it work-life balance? And you do a few days a week from home, but you change which days they are or, whatever it is, I think that has to be considered. Um, and then, as you know, the, the guys have said around more junior staff coming in as a team manager, how do you get them one mm. up to speed on what recruitment is, how it works and all of that kind of stuff, but also a proper t- part of the team and part of the business. I think that, again, is quite hard to mm. do working flexibly. Because right, yeah. um, a huge part... something that we'll have to go in. Because a huge part early on is, a huge part early on, Ollie, is that, and obviously we'll, I hope you guys agree, is that, yeah being around successful recruiters experienced recruiters you can learn from right and you can soak up hearing how rihanna's talking on the phone oh you know i'm going to use that part and all that and that 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 can be that's going to be really difficult to replicate that remotely isn't it i think that that's a really interesting point particularly on the sort of junior coming into recruitment level um charles look as you as you quite stated at the beginning you've been in recruitment for a while what what are you (laughs) what, what are you thinking mate what anything else to add or I think, I think for me personally, like um, I know that there's a there's a hell of a lot of loyalty that is bred from having a team that are with each other day mm. in day out and things like that. And I think it's really really important for a business that you know that they 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 still maintain that loyalty because um, that's something that I think could potentially get lost quite quickly. Like I've seen a lot of recruiters that have gone to companies purely on their remote working policies because they're like oh that's the dream right and it's like yeah. okay but actually they've they've hopped a bit and they've gone on to other yeah. places and things like that and, and i kind of you know i've i've only ever been with austin fraser so my mentality is a bit like you know is that a bit of a lack of loyalty there as a result of it do you really buy into the culture if you're not seeing it and a part of it all the time and things like that mm. i basically the, the way i am with with, with my guys and where we are as a business here is that if you need it, have it, but, but also there's, you know, I want people that also want to be in amongst it as well. So if you're one of those people that's like, I only want to be remote, then you're probably not right for my team anyway. Mm. Um, And that's okay, but it's just not, not how we're personally, I, I feel I get the best results out of people. I want, I want people to be brought in. I want people to see what they're all a part of and, um, but I definitely want people, you know, who have different lives outside of recruitment to still be able to have that right work-life balance, sure. work when they want to work and take time when they need it. And ultimately, as long as the results start coming in and, you know, we're not seeing like major, major issues from a development piece, then there's definitely something that we can do for that. That's not a problem. Okay, cool. All right, mate. So look, fine. Um, Final question, guys, unless some other people submit any questions. If you want, sort of, you really want a question answered, submit in the Q&A and we'll make sure we get it answered. But just, I think, a really good question to finish on. So, Charles, I'll I'll come to you first. Um, So, there's a question by Joe um, Bungie. And what he asked was, when you you look back at the lockdown in six months' time, what will you be most proud of having achieved and most regretful of having let fall to the wayside okay um, <laughs> okay so think about what my hindsight will be in the future which is yes I wish we all had that right um <laughs> I, think, I think what i'm generally what i'm most proud of is the fact that um you know we talked about it earlier with uh you know, incentives and things like that is that like you know what like my team i generally feel like they're they're in it to win it they really want to they really want to help us like all get through this. Um, and I think the mentality that I've seen from so many individuals in the business about like, you know, coming up with new ideas of, okay, can we, can we help a client or maybe something that's a bit gray area to kind of help them now so that in the future they'll work with us on the more core market stuff and things like that. You know, all these cool ideas that are coming out. Um, I think that's probably been one of the, one of the, the best things I've seen. Um, cool. you, you really know who's, who's up for it sort of thing now. Um, yeah. I think um, 
I, I, I think like probably some of the some of the mistakes or or sort of the the things I've I've not been too keen on was maybe there was a bit of a maybe a knee jerk reaction for maybe some of the the, the social sort of posting sort of thing. I think it was almost mm. like too much noise. That okay. actually within that there was probably a lot of good stuff, but it got lost amongst quite a lot of drivel that was getting thrown out there as well. And and I kind of like I felt like people that were sort of having some really good things to say were probably probably lost in amongst of everyone jumping on this kind of got to get stuff out there got to got to look mm. busy got to got to, got to do what, on the on the content front sharing content just, yeah just content that was going out there and things like that and i think like sometimes there was some really good stuff but also there was some really sort of questionable stuff that i was a bit like okay um mm. and i th- and i think like we kind of we kind of sort of streamlined it a bit better now that it's um it's hitting all the right sort of areas that we want it to hit. And, um, and I think that's probably, probably where it's at and not, not panicking that, okay, we've got to change everything now because of this, like, let's think about what the good stuff is and, and maintain that. Okay, cool. I know it's a, I know it's a difficult question, but that's what I wanted to ask it. <laughs> Rihanna, most proud thing, hopefully when you look back, so, so maybe. First. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most proud and maybe the thing that you may, may um, think you may let, let slip. Hmm. Um, I think from an individual um, contributor perspective, I think the thing that I'm going to be able to look back and be proud on is actually still managing client relationships and still building revenue. Ultimately. Yeah, that's awesome. um, I think everybody expected to have a pretty low couple of months during this time in terms of what they're going to build into revenue. Um, and we are fortunate that we've, we've got some really cool clients that are still hiring at the moment. So I think, I think ultimately you've just got to take anything that could have been seen as a normality before. Whereas now actually is a added bonus that companies are still hiring and, and we are still placing candidates into roles. Um, so yeah, billing still basically yeah. uh, is something that I'm going to look back and, and be proud of. And also just being able to keep um, myself motivated and, and as a business, we have just been very supportive of people's individual circumstances. We've given the option for people to go on furlough. It wasn't forced upon anybody. Um, so it was more so if you want to have some time out, you are allowed it. And I think that's mm. something that we're, we're going to be able to look back on and say that we did actually support a lot of people throughout this time. Um, mm. Things that I'm going to look back and wish I did differently. Um I'm not too sure, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that is a hard I'm, one. Yeah, it's it's a really hard one. Um, I, I cool. don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't Fair know. enough. For me, it's definitely going to be um, um, not eat as much. I think oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely going to be yeah. Um, oh, that's a good one for everyone, right? <laughs> but look, um, last but not least, Ollie. I guess let's just keep it with um, looking. Hopefully, looking back a six months time, what are you going to be most proud of, Ollie? Hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, I think the the kind of the big thing for me is just like keeping the keeping the team going and everybody is getting better at it every single day. And I think that's the big thing that I think in six months time, twelve months time, however far in the future, I think all of us will probably come out of this as a better recruiter, having been through it. Yeah. Um I know I'm having to have more difficult conversations, having to push more to win work, to reassure candidates and do all of that bit, that piece. And I think it takes you out of that complacency of having done recruitment for seven years and puts you right back at the start again. And I think I'll be yeah, a awesome. more thorough recruiter having done that. Um, and then ultimately, yeah, how the buy-in of people as well and, you know, how well the, the guys at 3Search have managed the business to get us to where we are now. Um, to be able to kind of keep us going and then putting a plan in place in that side. I think, you know, you kind of look, everybody should look back at their business and see how they've handled it and take it as a real sign as to things moving forward as well. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Molly. Very well put. Um, well, look, that is, that is the live podcast guys got there in the end. I know we had a few technical issues. Ollie, thanks for dialing in, mate. We heard you all loud and clear. Out of some, right, some really great points. It's okay. Um, but look, just wanted to say a big thanks to you, Charles, Rihanna, Oli, really appreciate you coming on, being really open, honest, shared how you've been getting on with things, shared your challenges. And um, look, I hope everyone that joined us today, thank you firstly, and, and I hope you all enjoyed it, got value from it. And um, yeah, we're definitely going to be doing this again over the next couple of weeks, so keep your eyes out for that. But just a big thank you, guys. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast. 
I really want to ensure this podcast remains valuable and relevant for all of you. If you have topics or questions you would love me to cover with future guests, then please get in touch with me. Best place to get me is on LinkedIn. Just search Hishimazoos and drop me a message. I would love to hear from you. Finally, if you have two minutes, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave an honest review for the podcast. It will simply mean that I can reach more people with this podcast. You can easily leave a review for the podcast by clicking the link in the episode notes or by going to ratethispodcast.com forward slash rollercoaster. Thank you again for listening.